Hello there. Happy Thursday. Getting to another end of the week here. This is the second to last week of five full episodes. Last week we did the final one until this show goes down to three a week. For today's show, we're going to get into the Johan Larson stuff. Look like the Penguins are going to sign him, but then it's been basically crickets ever since. I'm going to go into if it does end up happening, why it will be a really good signing. I think for the Penguins, also going to get into why this team right now needs a lot more goals uh, for next year, why they need another finisher, which is why you know they got to crush that trade w- with a defenseman whenever that does happen. And then hopefully at the end, I'm going to get into my way too early um, lines and pairings based on what we have right now for next season. So um, that's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first lesson of the day. So, you know, right during Ron Hextall's press conference yesterday, it was right after he started it. Um, Elliot Friedman said, you know, uh, sounds like it's going to be Johan Larson to Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, you know, this is actually pretty exciting. Pretty, uh, really good defensive forward. I think he is someone who I think a lot of fans hoped Zach Aston Reese was going to turn into, especially I think um, from an offensive standpoint, someone who, you know, can still chip in on the score sheet um, despite being um, one of the best um, defensive players in the league. And, you know, you, you, you look um, at, you know, the chart from Jay Fresh Hockey with, you know, has all of his data on there, you know, 68th percentile for wins above replacement. He ranks in the 99th percentile for even strength defense. That means only 1% of his peers are better than him when it comes to being on the ice defensively. Um, he, he is that good at suppressing shots and chances and all that other stuff. Offensively, 38th percentile at 5v5, so not the greatest there. But, you know, for finishing, 50th percentile. So he's, you know, smack in the middle in terms of finishing, um, uh, Goals four per 60, 44th percentile penalty kill. I know it's only in the 22nd percentile, but, you know, he's usually been known for someone that um, can play on the penalty kill. So, you know, if, if this were to happen, and I know it you know, hasn't been it hasn't been announced yet, I don't know if it, he's in their plans considering what Ron Hextall said yesterday. Um, you know, I would be a big fan of it. He's a great defensive player. I think he would do really well in the Sullivan style um, with, what, with what he likes to run. I think he would be a very – great improvement for the third line um someone who can you know chip in offensively you know whether it's at 5v5 or potentially on the penalty kill with some short-handed goals someone who can just you know take chances away every time he's on the ice i think you know he would definitely be part of like a shutdown line for the penguins um if he were to be signed i don't think he would be that expensive i think he would maybe be like a one or two year deal for you know a couple million per year if you do multi-years you know if, if, if you just have to do one year i think he can probably get you know, to two and a half million at the most. Um, I, I think that would be a really shrewd signing. And, you know, actually show me that the Penguins are using data or I guess, you know, more underlying numbers um, in their decisions. You go to natural stat trick uh, from this past season. So played 29 games for Arizona, 14 games in Washington. And, you know, when he went to Washington, 
Um, you know, he played very well at 5v5 when he was on the ice. The Caps had 55% of the, of the shot attempts for, um, right around 50-50 for actual goals, but um, also 57% of the scoring chances, 61% of the high danger chances, and he was also only on the ice for two high danger goals against um, in 14 games if we go to the playoffs here and look at that. So all six played in all six games um, for the Caps against the Panthers. Um, struggle a little bit just because I think – the Panthers, you know, they woke up as the series going on. The Caps only had 42% of the shot attempts when he was on the ice, only 33% of the actual goals for, 47% of the scoring chances. High danger, it was about 50-50, only two high danger um, goals against um, when he was there. So, you know, I think that's partly due to the Caps just not generating enough offense in that series. But, you know, when he was on the ice during the regular season, um, he played well. And, you know, he's always been one of the best defensive players, um, one of the best defensive forwards, I should say in the game, you know, again, when he's not, when he's on there, um, basically, you know, it, nothing happens. It's a very low event hockey. Um, I should say, but you know, I, I think he would fit this system like a glove. It's unfortunate that, um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be happy right now. I put a tweet on the lockdown penguins Twitter account saying just like with the, the alien meme where he's just like sitting like this, like, okay, what's going on here. Um, and you know, Danny Shirey, he, he asked Hextall about it. He's like, can you confirm the report? And he just basically did this. He, he just had a, a full smile about it. And he's like, well, then I can confirm Josh Archibald's going to be a penguin and then stands there, smiles. I'm like, okay, I don't know if there's just gamesmanship there or um, he was just talking with the agent and it didn't go anywhere. I don't know. You know, it kind of reeks of, you know, what happened with Nick Delorier. I want to say that was last year, last April, I remember when it was right before the trade deadline. And Friedman said, I'm hearing uh, Nick Delorier in Pittsburgh and uh, no one else was supporting it. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then he went back to his like, oh, sorry, I'm hearing that the Penguins were in discussions for him, but I don't know where that's going at this point. So, you know, I think that could be a similar situation um, from what is happening here. But again, you know, if the Penguins are to sign him um, at some point during the offseason, you know, I, I think I would be um, a big fan of it. You know, whether he's playing with Jeff Carter on the third line, maybe you stick with Teddy Bluger. I think that would be a heck of a duo. You know, we all know how good, good Bluger is. I mean, in the defensive zone, he also, I think, brings a nice offensive punch. I think putting Larson with him, um, you know, that, that would be pretty solid, especially if you want to move Bluger up um, to the third line, maybe move Carter down to the fourth line and um, see if he can, you know, be better with his minutes there. Um, you know, I think that would be something that, you know, would be worth looking into. But, you know, Nothing right now. It was very quiet in Penguin Land today. The development camp actually wrapped up today with a scrimmage. It looked like Owen Pickering um, was very good on the ice from what was being tweeted out. The video, I think that was tweeted out by a couple of the reporters that were there. So that wrapped up today. So now moving forward, you know, it's all about the Penguins and, you know, seeing if they can make a move with their defenseman forward, you know, getting into that other score, you know, maybe making a free agent splash. Um, something like that. And, you know, speaking of a free agent splash, the Capitals made one today. They went after a player that, you know, I, I was hoping the Penguins would go after and Dylan Strom. You know, I think, you know, he's one year, 3.5 million. He can play center or wing someone who I believe had almost 50 points um, with the Chicago Blackhawks. Actually, you know, and that's that. Those are those are good stats on a really bad team. Yeah. 22 goals, 48 points in 69 games. The Blackhawks said to this guy, yeah, we'll let you go. We're not going to pick up your qualifying offer, even though it was $3.6 million and the cap signed him for one times 3.5. So 100K difference. It was like, really, Chicago? You, you really couldn't do that? Um, that's 
good move by the, the Caps. They're probably going to put him, I think, at second line center until Nicholas Backstrom is ready to go, if he's ready to go um, at all. So, you know, uh, and Elliot did say there was a lot of interest in him. I hope the Penguins ran on him. And I, I wish they could have landed him because, you know, he's definitely a finisher. And with how this team needs to replace goals right now, um, I think he could have given them a big offensive punch um, next season. And, you know, that's going to be my main topic coming up here in this next segment for how the Penguins, you know, they, they need that finisher and why it's, it's prudent to get one, um, especially if they're looking to trade <clears throat> a defenseman. So that's coming up here in this next segment. But before I get to that, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking athletic greens because, you know, I didn't have time in the morning sometimes. Wanted more energy when I would wake up. You know, I wanted better gut health. But, you know, what you, you're all probably now wondering, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and your aging. I usually have consumed it again, you know, 8:30, 9 a.m. in the morning. Um, you know, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat, you know, keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, also supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Means uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product irritations and third-party testing. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by a lot of professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. <coughs> Excuse me. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com and join network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Lawrence Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. So, um, you know, the, the, the more discussions about trades with the Penguins heated up today. I think Elliot Freeman went on Vancouver Radio, confirmed that the Canucks have been still trying to trade for John Marino. But, you know, Elliot did say last week, though, that he said the Penguins were close to moving Marino, but it wasn't to Vancouver. So maybe it was Ottawa, somewhere else. Um, if This is what I'll say about the Marino stuff. If you were looking to trade Marino, it better not be for futures. Um, you know, one, one thing that did concern me when Ron Hextall was speaking to the media on Wednesday was like, you know, he after he said maybe trading for 40, he's like, you know, we could move a defenseman free future. So something like that. I'm like, uh, with where the lineup is at right now, you better not be trading any of those defensemen for futures. Um, I really don't care about, you know, getting a third round pick in 2024 or I don't know, a second round pick in 2024, something like that. I want a player who can help me win right now. Sidney Crosby and, again, Malkin and Chris Letang, they are not getting any younger. So spare me that stupid future stuff. Um, sure, do you get cap space? Yeah, yeah th that's a nice part. But, you know, I, I would rather have someone who can be a finisher and who can contribute on the score sheet rather than just basically a coin flip if, if, if a pick is even ever going to make it to the NHL. And if he does make it to the NHL, 
it's several years down the line at that point when you know the core you know they're all going to be retired at that point so honestly who cares about getting you know futures just go out and get someone who can score um so for marino and you know he'll definitely i think have a lot more trade value than almost any other defenseman on the team i think outside of crystal tang and mike matheson he is the defenseman that has the most trade value on this team he's young good defensively in his own zone if someone could also probably think that they can unlock the offensive ability in his game and i think teams will pay out the butt for that i think they will be willing to give up a potential second or third line scorer to get marino and that would be the only you know type of player that i would be interested in getting for him and which is why you know <clears throat> i definitely come around on the idea um, of getting jt miller from vancouver and bringing him home and Yes, I've, I've heard from around the grapevine that he badly wants to play in Pittsburgh next year. And, you know, for um, a while after that, the Penguins can somehow lock him up to an extension or if they can just get a trade package together, a trade for him, even though it's probably not a match. But, you know, you never know with Jim Rutherford um, and Patrick Alvin. You know, I've all I've also heard the rumors for Connor Garland. You know, I, I like Garland, but, you know, are you winning that trade if, you're, if Marino is going the other way? You know, I think that's something that, you know, not enough fans are discussing. You know, I, I mean, he, he's a decent finisher, but you know, I'd, I'd much rather have Miller over Garland um, at that point. And you know, again, this just all goes back to my point that right now the Penguins lack another finisher. Your plan for next season, and this I'm talking to Penguins upper management, the coaching staff, and all these people here. You cannot go into next season with your thinking of, oh, this forward group is good enough because we expect Ricard Raquel to score 20 to 25 next year. We expect Jason Zucker to score 25 next year. And we expect Kapanen to maybe score 15 to 20, probably 20 or something like that. Chances are all of that, that, that that's not going to happen. Zucker, I do think he has 20 to 25 goal scoring you know, in him because you know he's done it in his career. But obviously the biggest thing, his health hasn't stayed healthy at all during his Penguins tenure. When he has been healthy, he has produced, but it's all just keeping him on the ice. The potential has always been there, but you know, until he actually proves that he can be on the ice, I'm going to be skeptical that he can put up those kind of numbers. Pittsburgh captain, I think he is who he is at this point. You know, Even during his good season when Rutherford traded for him a couple years ago, you know, what do you have? Like 30 points in 40 games or something like that? I mean, okay, that's almost point per game, but, you know, only 10 of those were goals. I mean, you know, last season, you know, hit double-digit goals again was better defensively, but still, that, that, that's, it's not good enough for someone who, you know, they gave up quite a bit to get that player. Um, you know, you, you also look at Ricard Raquel. I definitely think he has 20 to 25 goal scoring potential in him, but, you know, how is that going to happen? Are you going to play with Sidney Crosby? Is he going to play with Evgeny Malkin? Is he going to stay healthy? You know, you got to account for all those things because right now, you know, the Penguins, they have to replace just about 40 goals off this team next year. Think about it. Evan Rodriguez, he is right now off this team. He scored, what, 20 goals last year, right around there. Same with Dan Heinen, 18 goals last year. That's right around, you, t- you, you guessed it, 38 to 40 goals. And right now, they don't have a player on a couple players on their roster that can do that. Josh Archibald, who they signed yesterday, he is not going to help to, you know, contributing to 38 to 40 goals. He's probably just going to be in the press box most nights. He's just basically a 13 to 14 filler forward. It's 900K. 
you know, he's not going to really do anything. You know, you have to go out there in free agency and sign some of the little cap space you have. Or, again, in a trade when you have to move a defenseman, you have to go out and get a pure sniper that can score maybe 20 to 22 goals for you. And that's where, you know, moving Marino makes the most sense for that. But I, I still do think if they end up moving Pedersen, I do think he can bring back a solid player that can play on the third line that can help contribute. You know, Ron Hextall, he made some really nice signings after the free agent, the day one of free agency last year, you know, and those players, they were able to come in on cheap deals and produce. You know, I don't know if that's in the cards here. You know, where's this year's Denton Heinen? Where is this year's Evan Rodriguez? They both have not signed yet as of this recording, which is, uh, you know, <clears throat> right around um, 8.04 um, on Thursday night. And, you know, it, and, you know it, it has not happened yet. So, you know, we'll have to see if the Penguins do circle back to one or both of those players. I honestly would not mind if Rodriguez did come back because I really enjoyed watching Rodriguez this year, you know. And, you know, I think the big thing for him is, you know, can he be consistent again? Um, I shouldn't say again, but, you know, can he be consistent for a full season instead of just showing up for that first half and then being bad in the second half and then showing up again in the playoffs? You know, what what is the real version um, of Rodriguez? But, yeah, like that just basically wraps up my thoughts on this whole you know trade discussion here. You know they, they gotta get a forward, a pure sniper back that can fill the back of the net and replace the basically you know the forty goals that they've lost right now that are currently unsigned um, <clears throat> on the free agent market. Because you know you look at the bottom six right now. You know, <clears throat> sure Jeff Carter's there who scored eighteen to twenty next year, but you know can you count on him to do that again next year as he gets older? <clears throat> Getting a little bit skeptical. Teddy Bluger, I like him defensively. He has a little bit of an offensive punch. Are you going to rely on him to score 20 next year, 15-20? Not, not really sure, you know. Um, you know, all these other players right now you know, in the box section, you know, Drew O'Connor, Beams O'Horna, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, who is who are going to be the player? Brock McGinn, obviously. You know, who are going to be the players that steps up and give you those, those goals when – it's not the top six basically doing them every night basis. You know, the last couple of years, the Penguins have had one of the deepest, you know, forward groups in the league. Two years in a row, they, they, they've been very deep. Center, been deep on the wings. Right now, it's lacking a little bit. So I, I, I don't think that this is, this is far from a finished product. I think they are going to make a couple changes here before the season, especially with the trade. But right now, you know, <clears throat> I definitely think, you know, that, that, that bottom six – needs a lot more oomph, you know, when it comes to scoring goals. Now, coming up in the next segment, I'm going to get into the way too early 2022-2023 lines and pairings. Just basically touch on, you know, what I would do based on right now before any trades uh, <clears throat> are made. But, <clears throat> excuse me, before I get to that, from the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. A coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy, fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. You can go to build.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with you know good protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. You can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
All right, so let's get back into these lines and pairings that I have for next year. I was caught up for a split, I was caught up for a split second because someone was texting me. I have no idea why. But for the first line, I would honestly have Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, and Ricard Raquel. I think if you want to get the most out of Raquel and make that AAV worth it, I think he should be on that top line because, you know, the underlying numbers, they were really good when he was there. Penguins had, I believe, like close to 70% of the shot attempts, four per 60, over 60% of the scoring chances. Um, high danger wise, it was well over 60%. You know, his hands um, are very silky. Um, and he, obviously, he has one heck of a release. You know, just look at the the goal against Detroit late in the regular season. It was that 7-2 to two win. A little Caesar Arena. Um, I think that was before the game against Philadelphia the next day. And, you know, he was just putting on a show on Sid's line. So, um, you know, there, there's definitely been added history there. Um, I, I like what Brian Russ has done on, on Crosby's line. And, you know, when Sid was healthy in that first round series against the Rangers, um, you know, they, they were absolutely dismantling New York every time they were on the ice. Gerard, Gerard Gallant basically had nothing that could stop them. So, you know, that said, I do like Raquel as a better fit because I think he can put the puck in the back of the net a bit more. And I also like his playmaking ability a bit more because, you know, I think he'll be good with Malkin and he has put up decent numbers with Gino. But, you know, I do think Malkin potentially plays a little bit better with Russ. He's also put up really good numbers with him. Um, I would like to see more of a sample size with Raquel um, playing up with Sid. And I think if you do, um, you're going to see uh, really good results um, with that. So, so that means the second line right now, at least, Jason Zucker, Evgeny Malkin, and Brian Rust. If Zucker's healthy, I think he can pot 20 to 25. I understand that is probably going to tune off some people on this show. You're probably going to think of me as a, as a doofus. But, you know, he has the talent. That's never been an issue. We all know what his issue is. I said it about five to ten minutes ago. But – I made the bull prediction last year because I thought he was going to stay healthy. Maybe I'll think about making it again this year, but I do think he has the potential to pot 20 to 25. And he's also a great four tracker, probably one of the top three four trackers on this team. You know, he was playing his tail off in the playoffs um, for the Penguins. So, you know, and that was when he was hurt. You know, imagine what he could do, you know, when he's healthy. But, you know, it sounds like his offseason, you know, recovery is going really good. Right now, and hopefully, you know, he's getting over what what I was re reported on this show was a torn groin after speaking with a couple of people. So, you know, and then obviously with Brian Rust, he can put the puck in the back of the net. He also is a is a very nice passer. Malkin, he does it all, scores, puts the puck in the back of the net. You know, he carries the puck into his own zone when he when he's in his zone. Good luck taking the puck off him. And I think you're going to see a very determined Geno next year. For God's sake, the guy was coming off major knee surgery last year, had a 42 points in 41 games, was on pace for 84 points over a full season, was also on points to score close to 40 goals. He now has a full offseason to train and recover even more. I think you are going to see someone be really ticked off next year. And I think he's going to have a big year for the Penguins. That's, you know, when we get close to the season, I'm going to have a bold prediction uh, when I get into that. Um, I think right now on the third line, it's probably going to be Jeff Carter. Azure third line center with, I guess, Kasperi Kapanen on his right wing. Um, right now, I, I guess you have Drew O'Connor down there because Heinen and um, Rodriguez are no longer there. Um, 
And, you know, O'Connor, I think this is make or break time for him. You know, he's, you know, over, I believe he's, what, 20, 25, 26 at this point. Um, you know, this is a player that, you know, he, he should be finally putting his, you know, mark on the Penguins and saying, I'm going to keep this spot for the long haul and not just keep it for, you know, 10 games like he did last year. And obviously, you know, <clears throat> injuries were a part of that. But, you know, it, I think it's not up or shut out time with him. And I also would say the same for Redeem Zahorna, who I think will be a good fit on the fourth line with Teddy Bluger and Brock McGinn. You know, I think McGinn and Bluger right now, you know, Sullivan loves playing them. Together, he sees them as, you know, two players who can shut down the opposition. I think McGinn, he has a lot to prove next year. I was very high on that signing when it happened. The Penguins bet big that his goal scoring and his offensive production was going to continue um, going into last year. I don't, I think they lost that one. They're hoping I, they probably they can get it back because right now, you know, that contract three more years at 2.75 million for a fourth liner. Um, that's not super good business if you ask me. And, you know, for Bluger, I want to see more offense from him next year. I think he can definitely, you know, put it on, but you know, he's someone who I, I want to see more of because if he doesn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Penguins potentially look to move on from him at some point. Um, after next season. Then for Zahorna, I think it's put up our shot time for him. He's on a one-way deal next year, which means I believe he'll have to clear waivers. Um, if he's if he's sent down to Wilkesbury and doesn't make the team. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, when you, when you look at those lines, do you all do you all think they need another scorer? I mean, I would love to push Jason Zucker down the lineup a little bit and put someone else on Evgeny Malkin's left wing. That can really be a good finisher that this team needs. You know, say you know, you get a finisher in one of the defensive trades and you put him there with Malkin and Ross and then Gensel Crosby, Raquel, you know, you have the makings of a very, very top six. And, you know, sure, does one of O'Connor or Zahorna go out? Yeah, but I mean, I still think your forward group at that point, it's not bad, especially if Carter can still score and if Kapanen bounces back. But still, you know, I think you're banking on just a lot of things going right this year um, that went wrong last year, to say the least. Um, defensively, Dumoulin Latang. I don't think Dumoulin's going to be one that, the one to get traded, even though I would trade him. I think at this point you can get a really decent return for him. Um, players, will, I mean, teams will definitely pay out the butt for a player who has won two Stanley Cups and is you know good defensively in his own zone and stuff like that. Um, I think you're going to see Matheson with Jan, with Jan Ruda. I think that will be a really nice pairing. And then you know, right now I'm going to make a little bit of a bold prediction. I think you're going to see. Two defensemen get traded. I don't know if I don't think they're going to go into the season with eight defensemen on the roster. I think you're going to see. If I'm going to say right now, I, you know, I think you're going to see two of them get moved. And right now, from what I have, I'm going to go POJ and Chad Rito. I think you might see both Pedersen and Marino trade. Right now, that is my big bold prediction for this offseason. That is that not one of them will be traded. I think both of them will be traded. Whether one of them is for a future. And then the other one is for an impact forward or potentially two forwards come back and maybe Zahorna and O'Connor are not in the lineup. But, you know, that, that is what I am thinking of right now when it comes to the offseason. You know, you still have Mark Friedman down there as your number seven. I think that's still a pretty good defensive core. Dumoulin, if he bounces back, he can form a really great shutdown top pairing with Latang. Matheson does it all in the offensive zone. Jan Ruda, very stay-at-home defenseman, good, you know, underlying numbers in his own zone, someone who can also join the rush. At times, I like that as a second pairing. And then, you know, it's also time to see what POJ can do as a full-time regular NHLer. And Chad Riedel, I think he is steady as he goes. I think he was, you know, a little bit gassed down the stretch last year. But I think if you just give him the regular third-pairing third minutes, 
Um, and maybe you, you scratch him for a few games if he's getting gassed and you put Mark Freeman in there, who's a pretty good defenseman. You know, I think you live with that at that point. And then obviously Tristan Jari starts in that and then to Casey DeSmith backs him up. So right now that's my way too early Penguins lineup for next year. Let me know what you all think in the comments on YouTube. If you DM me on social media and stuff, you know, do, would you change anything? Do you think some of these players should be off the team? Who, do, you, do you expect any of these players to have a bounce back year? Let me know. And I would love to discuss that with you all. And, you know, if you could add a finisher to this team um, when they have to trade a defenseman, you know, <clears throat> who would that be? So, um, just want to have you all think about that before I wrap this up. So, you know, overall, again, you know, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. Uh, we will be back with another episode for you all on Friday. We'll see if the Penguins potentially do something there when it comes to a potential cheap um, <clears throat> depth signing and free agency or if they finally make that trade uh, for a defenseman going out. So um, I will talk to you all then. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday.